0: You could be risking your life to see how good your butt looks in those new jeans. This world is a strange one. Malls can be some of the most fun places to visit. You've got food, games, and plenty of things to put you in debt after buying, all in one place. I mean, what's more fun than endless debt? Well, when you're in the changing room trying on those new clothes, wondering if the camera above you is actually watching. You never do notice the hand coming from beneath the door. Malls can be dangerous as you're surrounded by hundreds of strangers, so be sure to bring a friend for safety because these allegedly true stories are about to show you how easy it is to become a victim. But first, do you have a creepy experience from being a paramedic or nurse? Send me your story at darknessprevails.org and it might appear in a future video. Thank you. Now, let's go to the mall. I hear the Stalkers are on sale. Number one, Mall Stalker. Submitted by Anonymous. As of today, I haven't slept well for the past two weeks. The best sleep I've gotten was a 10-minute nap. Now, before I get started reliving the horror, I feel this is crucial for you to understand. I'm 20 years old and I weigh about 300 pounds. All through my school life, I've been bullied about my weight. I used to be a very scrawny guy, so I bulked up. I kept eating and working out every day until I gained the reputation of being the guy you didn't want to mess with. I'm not tough by any means. I'm more quiet than anything, and the mental scars are still prevalent. Even still, I took a lot of martial arts training. I wanted to be able to hold my own in any situation. It made me feel more confident, and despite my appearance, confident I was not. Well, at the time, I worked for a well-known American company, that sells apparel and such. It was a regular day, as any. I ended up getting the closing shift, and I'm used to the opening shift, so you can guess I was a bit tired. But long before that, on my one-hour lunch break, I happened to go into a nearby candy store for a chocolate bar coffee crisp. I love those things. When I suddenly noticed a very young girl picking out some candy, I thought nothing of it. I assumed her parents were in the next aisle. And in this part of Canada, we don't have those stereotypical people that come to the mall to pick up hookers or anything like that. But when I looked in her direction, I saw someone else, an older gentleman with a big beard. It didn't take me long to realize that he was staring at her, staring at her for a very long time. The girl couldn't have been more than seven years old. So I began wondering if he was a friend or family member of hers. Just to be sure, I knelt down by the girl and asked her where her parents were. She looked up at me with a smile, but then she began to cry. She looked in every direction. I asked her, do you need help finding your family? She looked up at me the same way my little sister used to. She gave me a nod, and I held out my hand and we went off to find her parents. I walked her to the customer service area, and I got a very worried look from one of my coworkers nearby. I explained that she was looking for her parents. She asked the little girl her name and turns out she was the daughter of a customer we had quite often, so it didn't take long for us to pair her up with her mother. It was my good deed of the day and I felt good about it. Not too long after though, I noticed the strange old man that had been watching her now sitting on a nearby bench and his eyes were locked with mine. He looked furious as if I had just stolen his food or something. Now, I was a bit angry about the guy stalking the little girl and I didn't like the way he was looking at me. So I walked up to him and I asked him, can I help you with something, sir? He stood up fast and got right in my face. I was ready for some kind of a fight. In fact, part of me wanted to because I had no doubt in my mind that this guy was some sort of freak but then he pulled back part of his jacket and revealed what looked to be the butt of a gun. I could feel my expression change on my face. Was he going to use that on me? Was he that angry, angry enough to kill me right here right now in the middle of hundreds of people in the mall? He kept his eyes on me. His pupils didn't move once and I tried to maintain a confident expression. If he was going to use that gun, that I was ready to take him down as fast as possible, but part of me knew that I was probably going to get shot. But then he took a step back and covered the gun once more. He looked at me as if to think if I was worth it or not. Then he turned around and walked away. I didn't stop watching him until I saw him exit the building. I let out a massive sigh of relief and I immediately told the security, The security had to call the police and the police had to have me file a report, but they didn't catch the guy. He never pulled the gun out and he might've had a concealed carry permit for all I knew, so I don't know why the police were called at all. Still, there's no telling what that guy was capable of. I was honestly hoping that was the end of it, but I wouldn't be here telling this story if it wasn't. As I mentioned before, I was working the closing shift that day and lo and behold, I had to walk home. And as I was walking home, I noticed a black van following me. With the incident that happened earlier today, I was already on edge. Add on top of that that I was half asleep and you've got one stressed out dude. So I stopped at a Tim Hortons for a coffee. Maybe that would take the edge off. And I noticed the same van when I came out as if it had been waiting on me. I decided to go into the neighboring plaza to see if I was being followed. And still, the van pursued me. So yes, I was definitely being followed. I put my hood up, pretending I hadn't noticed the van. But lucky for me, I had my Bluetooth headset on, playing some music. So I turned the music off, and I called the police through the Bluetooth headset. I kept walking, stealing glances of the van behind me and I think by now they knew, I knew they were there. They got deathly close at one point, point. and that's when the van door opened, and the same old man from earlier jumped out and began to run at me. I thought it was over. I was certainly outnumbered. There had to be more of them in the van, and I knew he was armed still. I quickly assumed this was the end. I might have been able to outrun him, but there was no outrunning that van or the bullets that they could fire. Before he reached me, before I could sprint, the police cruisers finally showed up, and when the man saw the cruisers pulling up behind them, he ran back in the van and jumped in. Then they made their getaway. I was noticeably shaken up, and one of the officers in the cruisers must have noticed that, or they were just a good person, because they pulled up next to me while the other cruiser gave chase and the lady inside asked me if I'd like a ride home. After that night, I was beginning to think that this was something far more complex than some pedophile at the mall. I believe what I stopped that day was some sort of human trafficking, and that if I hadn't helped that girl, she would have become another victim never found. And I guess that means I made them lose money, and they were ready to deal with me. I'm still afraid that I pissed off the wrong people, and I sincerely hope I don't ever see that van again. So far, it's just been luck that's keeping me alive, not my training or intimidating demeanor. So be sure to keep an eye on your kids no matter where you are, because even in the smallest towns, dark and terrible people are always at work. Number two, the strange man at the mall. Submitted by Emily. This happened to me and my mother around Christmas. I was 12 at the time, and my mom was 37. I went to the mall with my dad and mother to just look around some stores, relax, and eat at the food court. As we were about to go to the food court, my dad said that he needed to go to the restroom, so me and my mom had to wait for him right outside. As the two of us were talking about what we wanted for Christmas, a really strange man, around 50 or so, came out of the men's room. He had black hair and a black beard and he looked drunk out of his head. He smelled horrible, like pee and alcohol. He was more like a zombie than a human at that moment. But then he approached us and he began to talk. Hey, he pointed at my mom. Is this the mother or the daughter? My mom didn't speak much English, so I had to reply for her, even though I don't think I should have talked at all. But still, I said, that's my mom, mister. Wow, he replied. You look really young. You're so gorgeous. My mom was just nodding her head, trying to nervously laugh it off, But then the creep turned to me, and then said, But you're even prettier. You're so cute. What's your name? Again, I should have ignored the guy, but I told him my name. Honestly, I was confused. I wasn't sure what was going on. What a pretty name. Do you want to come with me? I have some candy in my car. It's got your name on it. At this point, I knew I shouldn't speak anymore. I didn't know what to say. I was frozen and my mom didn't understand what he was saying, so she didn't even know what was going on. He was staring at me with his weird red eyes and he was smiling. Then he began to grope himself right in front of us and that's when my mom knew that this guy was more than just some drunk. She covered my eyes and we backed away and that's when my dad finally came out of the bathroom. I was so relieved to see my dad from between my mom's fingers. I was beginning to get scared, and I didn't feel safe. When he saw the other man, who happened to be my dad, coming out of the restroom, he frowned, and then began to storm away with an angry look on his face. But then he turned to me at one point, and he smiled. We tried to shake off the experience and get on with our evening, Later on when we were walking back to the vehicle after our shopping, I did happen to see the same man again. And of course, he was leaning against a white van. It was probably his. He saw me and stared at me with a weird smile growing ever bigger on his face. I couldn't wait to get out of there fast enough. I hope that guy stays away from kids from now on. But if he doesn't, I hope someone calls the police on that freak. This episode is sponsored by The Dead Files from Travel Channel. If you're listening to anything on the EerieCast network, odds are you love ghost stories. That's why I think you'll love The Dead Files from Travel Channel. Join hosts Amy Allen and Steve Deshavi as they investigate paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the U.S., Each host offers a unique and exciting perspective for every case. Amy is a medium, seeing and speaking to those who are no longer in the world of the living. And Steve is a retired homicide detective who uses public records and witness testimony to piece together the history of the haunted location. Each episode of The Dead Files features a different, real haunting to possibly help the family struggling with its effects. One episode on Falconer, New York, deals with a family who keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They frequently witness a shadow figure lurking around their home. Amy and Steve receive their call and investigate, with Amy using her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. While Steve, separately, researches the history of the home, only to discover several previous residents who lived at the home died, confirming Amy's own findings. After their investigation, Amy and Steve must conclude with whether the house is safe to remain in, or if it's time to get out. I really love the deferring perspectives and skill sets between the two hosts, and I think that's why The Dead Files is a must-listen podcast for any fan of the paranormal and supernatural. Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Number 3 Creepy Mall Experience, submitted by Bianca. I'm a high schooler, and as such I do love shopping, even if it's just window shopping. This experience happened to me recently, and I can never go to the mall alone anymore, and I honestly haven't felt safe since. My friend and I were window shopping at around eight that night at the mall. We like to do it late because there are less people there to get in the way and I hate it when it's noisy. I prefer to go when it's more peaceful. We were walking when suddenly the lights in this one area just turned off. It was getting dark and some of the stores were beginning to close after all. We figured it was normal until we heard the blood-curdling laugh coming from somewhere far off. I watched as my friend Kat, who was with me, literally jumped in the direction of the noise when she heard it. To shake off the freaky feeling, I said to her, I wonder what was so funny. I nervously laughed, and so did she, and we continued to walk. By then, most of the people at the mall were gone. The only people that seemed to remain were the quiet employees waiting for their shifts to come to an end. And on top of that, we weren't getting picked up until 9 p.m. Then I began hearing this hissing noise, and just after it, that blood-curdling laugh came again. I'm not one to scare too easily until I saw something that made my heart pound. In the nearby Old Navy store, a man was standing in the window with what appeared to be blood running down his mouth. Because of the lighting, I couldn't identify his face, but I could easily make out his menacing grin. Then, as soon as he had appeared, he had just vanished. I thought I was hallucinating, but my friend whispered to me, you saw him too, right? It was like I lost my voice at the moment, I could only nod. Then we rounded the next corner and we stopped. A few feet away was that guy we had just seen from the window. Again, the details on his face were hard to see, except for his blood-stained mouth, which was smiling a conniving smile. I turned and looked at Kat, and the expression on her face seemed to ask, what are we gonna do now? and in a worried tone, I replied, run. So we made a break for it, heading in the opposite direction. The man wasn't running for us. He was simply walking all too slowly, as if he was confident that he was going to get us. We were ahead a long way, but no matter how far away we got, relief never came. I never felt any safer. Eventually, we stopped running, Mostly because we were tired, but we also thought we lost him. But then, in this echoing voice, we heard someone speak. You girls are so beautiful. Please, let me show you. Then that ear-splitting laugh echoed again through the halls, and the mall went completely dark. I screamed as loud as I could, and so did Cat, When the lights flickered back on, we ran out of the place as fast as possible. To this day, I don't know what that was. I'm not sure if it was even real. I still have nightmares of that man, and I feel as if I'm never alone anymore. It's a terrible feeling. I never figured out who he was, and I don't think I ever want to. Number four, Pervert at the Mall, submitted by Ashley. I was about 17 when this happened. I never really liked going to the mall that much in the first place, but when my friend pressured me into going, it happened. It was some day during the fall when we had to go back to school shopping. I hated shopping to begin with, I was always embarrassed to buy the large shirt sizes. Due to my bust, it made me feel out of place, like some freak. But my friend offered to pay for all my clothes, so I went with her. When we got to the mall, my friend went to Victoria's Secret. I never bought anything from there. It was too embarrassing for me. And when we walked in, I felt kind of nervous. However, while we were there, I felt something different. I felt like someone was watching us. It wasn't an embarrassing feeling. It was a disturbing one. It felt gross, and I didn't know why. I looked around, scanning the perimeter, but all I could see was an employee stalking some of the shelves and drawers. I brushed it off as being paranoid, Once she bought what she wanted, she grabbed some stuff for me and made me buy it. I said no, but she got it for me anyway. Then we left to go to the other stores. I don't remember the names of where we went afterward. Eventually, the feeling of being watched left me and I didn't feel gross any longer, so I tried my best to have fun for the rest of the day. Eventually, though, the feeling would come back. We were now leaving the mall when I felt the feeling again. I told my friend about it this time. She said that's weird, because she had been feeling the same way. She just didn't want to tell me to scare me off, knowing how nervous that I got. I was glad to hear I wasn't the only one being paranoid, but then again, that would mean it wasn't paranoia, and that made the whole incident more nerve-wracking. I really hated the feeling and I turned around, trying to find why I was feeling that way. But then I regretted looking. I saw a man hiding in the bushes nearby, the bushes that were used for decoration. He looked to be in his mid forties and he had this grotesque smile stretched across his face. He was staring right at me. It didn't take long for me to realize that one of his hands was holding a camera that immediately flashed when I turned, and yet another hand below the bush, below his waist, doing God knows what. I screamed, causing my friend to turn and scream as well. The man's smile turned into a frown, and he took off out of the bushes. Me and my friend both screamed at him, yelling that he was a pervert, I felt like throwing up. I felt disgusted and exposed. I really wanted to just go home, but I couldn't because my friend was the one who drove us there. So I waited for at least half an hour more. My friend wasn't the type of person you like to mess with. She's the kind that wouldn't give up to get you back. And sure enough, she took off chasing the dude. I was worried she was going to get herself hurt but about 15 minutes later, she came back holding the camera the man had been using. She seemed proud of herself and angry at the same time. We both held the camera and began to explore the images that were inside. I didn't realize that my breathing had stopped. The pictures, they were pictures of us throughout the entire day. Most of them were zoomed in on parts of our bodies for more detailed perspectives. But one picture had made my skin crawl. It was a picture of me at the Victoria's Secret store. Me in the dressing room, trying on some of the lingerie. How he had gotten that picture, I have no idea. I began to cry. And the expression on my friend's face told me that she felt the same way. I'd never seen her disturbed before. She was always the stronger one, but there we were, ready to fall down on our knees and just cry it out. We called the cops, of course, and we gave the best descriptions we could of the man. A couple of weeks later, they told us they weren't able to find him. I'm scared to go to that mall anymore. That mall, it's his hunting ground. There's no way I can go back. I just hope the man didn't save those pictures anywhere else. Just the thought of him looking at me, it makes my skin crawl. And number five, The Pedophile Mall Stalker, submitted by Kira. Kira. I was 13, and I was shopping with my little sister at the nearby mall. It was my first mall trip without my parents, so I was pretty excited to go. I was ready to see all the shops that they wouldn't let me in before, usually because we didn't have the time or money, and other times it was because I wasn't old enough to them. Places like Spencer's or Victoria's Secret Completely disregarding my sister's discomfort with this, I let her go to the shop she wanted first, like Claire's. I was beginning to feel bored, so I began to look around myself. I've always been an observant kid. If someone sketchy was around, I was usually aware, but I hadn't noticed anyone at first, probably due to the excitement of the independent trip. But after a few minutes of people watching, I began to notice a man watching us. He looked to be in his late 50s, and he wore a blue button-down shirt and cargo shorts. He didn't look creepy, really, but he gave me a weird feeling, so I tried to make my sister hurry up without alarming her. We continued walking through the mall, and I keep seeing him in most of the stores, all of which were for younger teens. I tried to rationalize in my head, that maybe he had a grandson or a granddaughter around my age. But after the fifth or sixth store, I began to fast walk or jog, clutching my sister to keep her close. When I did this, she was annoyed at me and yelled, I'm not three, let me down. She exclaimed that this was a mall and not a marathon. As I gained more distance from the man, I ducked into the Victoria's Secret with my sister and I tried to blend in looking at bras and such, with my sister muttering in distaste behind me. My sister eventually settled down and began to look at the clothes around her. She became quite fascinated by the lingerie. She acted like the bra in front of her was the most interesting thing in the world. I thought the coast was clear. I thought we lost a man, but then I saw him out of the corner of my eye, and then my sister whispered to me, Do you see that man? He's giving me a weird vibe. Now, when my oblivious sister noticed that someone had been following us, then that's bad news. He took a step closer to us and looked from me to my sister and then to the bra. Then he said to one of us, I'm not sure whom, that would look sexy on you. That was enough for me. I just screamed I screamed loud enough for the whole store to hear, probably the entire mall. That's when a tall man shopping with a woman nearby, probably his girlfriend, comes over and glares down the man. What's happening? Is there an issue here? The man looked up at him and smiled, then shot his eyes back towards me, then said, not at the moment, before walking away. What did he mean by that? What's wrong with this guy? I thanked the man nervously for helping me and my sister out, and I called my parents right away to come pick us up. I didn't tell my parents about the situation, which was probably a bad idea. I should have told them. I was just afraid they'd never let me go shopping alone again, and I'd been having so much fun before the man showed up. After this experience... I found myself thinking about it a little too much. It's the kind of thing that puts reality into perspective for you. This isn't no kids movie. If I had never seen the man, if I had let him get too close to us when we were vulnerable and no one else was around, I hate to say it, but there's a chance that neither of us would have made it out of that mall that day. I think that was the day I grew up, The day I found out that innocence is ignorance. If you survive these stories, congratulations! Do you still desire to go to the mall? Do you want to be surrounded by strangers, some of which might be carrying deadly weapons? Some of them may follow you every step of the way. All it takes is a few seconds for someone to end your life altogether. And with so many people around you, you would probably never know who it was before you bleed out into unconsciousness. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to subscribe on our subreddit to be able to send your stories in for narration. I'm still looking for paramedic and nurse stories. So be sure to send those over to reddit.com slash r slash darknessprevails. Thank you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.